The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Check this. We're back via the podcast. This is a special county final preview this week. We are live here in Highland Motors at the Mountaintop, Letter Kelly, in their beautiful showroom where Lawrence has been looking after us. Thank you very much, Lawrence. Highland Motors, of course, sponsors of Sport on Highland. Joe Dex is here producing the show as ever. And if he's missed any headphones or leads or anything, he can run across the street. We're not too far in terms of an OB. Well, what a great show we have in store for you this evening, folks. Before we get to the preview, I have to say a massive congratulations to Downans and the Rasa lifting intermediate and junior championships at the weekend. We commiserate with Malin and Maville, who put in a huge effort coming up just short in the final. Later on the show, myself, Brenda Concoyne and Gary McDade will discuss the finals in depth. But here we are for the preview, lads. The big county final. I'm going to be joined by Neve Connell, Chairman, uh, Peter McGinley, and of course, Club Stalwart, John Gilday from the Blue and White. And on the Godour side, we have Chairman Don Rua Galler. Uh, he's made the trip along with former championship winner. And the guys, we're a bit shy. We might have to turn his mic up, uh, uh, Joe. He's a bit shy. Stephen Cassidy is along with us. As I say, they're going to make up. Stephen and John's going to make the first panel. Then we're going to hear from the two chairmen. And then Brendan Kilcoyne and Gary McDade will join us. But first up, John Gilday and Stephen Casty, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. John, at the start of the season, I'd be more surprised if you weren't sitting in this seat looking at me because it's Neve Connell, Neve Connell, Neve Connell. Stephen, it's been a couple of years since you've been in it now. At the start of the season, were you expecting to be in this final? No, I don't think so, Brendan. I'd be surprised. There's a good few of our lads that went travelling and... We've got one or two of them back since since we made the final, but I think it's a big surprise. Um, nice to find yourself in the final, no matter what way you come through. Um, nobody gives a chance. I've been hearing this top four for the past maybe four or five years now, and we were always in it, but this year, all of a sudden, I think Irua were number four. We were knocked out of it, so I think it's a bit of a surprise, so... Nice to be there, all the same. Yeah, and John, huge history, of course, between yourselves and Gidor. You know, going back to 17, 18, Gidor going all the way to be also champions. And then the following season, that epic trilogy, you know, and we thought at that stage this was going to be every season. Now, you are still there, they're about as casters for, for different reasons between, you know, it looked like that conveyor belt of talent of Gidor didn't all completely maybe materialise the way the rest of us were, were thinking they would, plus as Cass was saying, so much immigration in that, but certainly uh, McNeilish and, and, and Francie Freelham have, have pulled together a brilliant season and they're back now and, and deserve to be in the final. Yeah, no, absolutely. They've done exceptionally well. They've beat a fancy uh, McCool side and, and they've really come into the final under the radar, which is a perfect place to be. Like Ultimately, all the talk this week is going to be about Neil Connell and seven finals and you know, the one thing I would say is nobody in Dave Connell is going to take anything for granted. Like we've been in finals before, and and be you've been in a few, all right? Uh, and yeah, <laughs> and been favourites and lost. And traditionally speaking, favourites going into Donegal finals isn't a good place to be. And Gidor will be very, very happy coming in under the radar. They've built a new team. There's some new lads in there that nobody—they're not household names yet. 
But I remember harking back to you know 2005 and when we won our first championship. You know, they knew one people knew one or two of us because we played with the county, but there was a whole squad of players that nobody had an idea who they were. And since then, those men have gone on, and the, you know, the Anthony Thompsons, the you know, um, Leo McLoons, etc. Those guys have all earned medals, they have multiple Ulster medals. So you never know what's waiting in the grass, and you never know who's ready to replace you at the, at the top of the pile. And we're at the top of the pile because we won the championship last year. But, you know, that Gidor team has shown a lot of life and a lot of bite and a lot of legs that has really supplemented the older lads and have carried, you know, like McNeilis and Eamon and Neil, etc. So there'll be a tough nut to crack. And I suppose maybe because we haven't had that history with them in the last couple of years after the trilogy, there's a, they're going to come and and bring things that maybe St. Eunans haven't done because there's very tight rivalry between St. Eunans and Gidor, whereas Gidor can come and, and throw the dice and as we've seen in the last couple of games, like they're scoring goals for funds, that's what they're building around, so it, it makes for a very interesting contrast in styles. Yeah, and indeed John, you were in Paris at the weekend, you know, you talk about the weight of expectation, you know, the Irish team coming up short, I, I got a sense of feeling in that game that the Allbacks played at something almost like an Eve Connell, very solid at the back, rebuffed attack after attack but when they broke up the pitch the gaps were there did you get that bit of a sense from that uh, display there was something similar in that there is yeah and expectation and the way the expectation plays differently on on players and when you can come into a final like Gidor with no expectation and no weight of expectation on you it gives you a huge advantage because what's the worst thing can happen you can lose a final that you were never expected to win to a certain extent so you know, a very, very, very dangerous animal with some top-class players, and that can't be written off. And you know, I think people are making a very, very big mistake to, to even look at this and go, "Okay, well, it's Neve Connell to lose," because you know we're only two years away from when you know Neve Connell were the best team in the county ever. It was only a matter of showing up against St. Unions and beating them in the final in 2021, and we all know how that ended. So you know. Wise words there from John White. You're smiling there, Cass. You know, John, John mentions their goals. You know, very strange season when you look at it uh, from Gidor's perspective because we weren't sure what they were building. You had the two, uh, particularly the two Dunlow games, you know, really tough, tight games. Dunlow, in many ways, playing a bit of a Neve Connell system. They came down, was nine points the first day, ten the second, won it by a point. And then we had this absolute goal fest since eight goals in the next two games. Has that preparation, would you have been better having the two Dunlow games, the more recent two games? Because it could be hard enough getting a, a decent shot for a point against Steve Connell, never mind goals. Yeah, Brendan, I think I think you're right there. I think a lot of people say we've not been tested yet. They don't have not been tested yet. The two Dunlow games, they're a bit of a test. John will tell you anything you play your neighbours, championship football, that's a battle. No matter who you're playing, it's a real battle, you know. Dunlow coming up, one in the intermediate last year. Good young team, they're building. I would probably have rather, from a Gidor point of view, having a really tough semi-final rather than kind of easing right in. Not that we eased. I've seen, I think, Ardera had us for 3-4 without reply. Um, at the weekend there, it was probably the Oshin Gallon kind of show we had to stop Oshin. He still scored 10, but I just feel that that's the second time I've seen McCool's and they're a young team. I know they're building. They're probably... Very young, one of the youngest I'd say that were in the semi-finals, are in the quarter-finals, out of, the, out of all the teams that were in it. I just believe that you need a wee bit of tough, tough battles going into those games. Not that the Union's game was tough, I just think Glenny's ground out, never looked in trouble, always was in control. 
Brendan, it's funny, I think John is at four. He's a one out of seven finals. Yeah, that's right. And actually, eight finals out of nine, if you count it. And say those four, you're probably underlooked. I don't think it'll suit. Glendy's been favourites. I think it'll suit you all better. Yeah, yeah, indeed. You, you concur. That seems to be a thing, though, John. I just, you talk about systems now. I actually have to do a wee article for the uh, programme on the on the day and I was I was thinking about all the GA statements, you know, the things we throw about and one of them is it's on the day. And you still hear people say that, but surely now on the day is kind of gone. But you have that wee nagging thing about the the, the favouritism which which Neve Khan don't like, but really it's down to the system. It's routine. It's it's played the same way. Everybody buys into it and, and you'll get rewards and by and large Neve Khan have got the reward for that. Yeah, but in one-off games, anything can happen. You know, it's it's county finals are not won on the bookies and they're not won on the newspapers or in shows like this, great and all as it might be. Um, you know, it it's great, one, though, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it's it's like if you look back down through the ages, like, <clears throat> and Gary, I'll talk later on, if you look at that final that Kilcar played Glenn Swally in, uh, I can't remember the exact year, and in everybody's mind, it was a matter of, you know, it was it was the end of that great Glen Swally team, and Neil was starting to slow down. Michael, you know, and what happened was Kilcar showed up on the day to, to win a final, and they didn't. The game just didn't go for them. The weather conditions played into it. Michael kicked a goal and a couple of points, and before, yeah, like, yeah, before you know it, you know, it's it's gone. So, I think a lot of the. You know the the helter skelter that would have been maybe twenty years ago when nobody had any idea who was going to win a final is gone because I think teams are more structured, they're more professional, they're more disciplined. They take the emotion out of the game to a certain extent, and then it's about just doing what you're supposed to do. And I think Nave Connell are very very good at that. Like they they've, they've an incredible bunch of players and quality footballers that all have bought into a system that Martin has adopted within the club, and they have a track record of success. It makes them very difficult to beat, but as we've seen two years ago, it doesn't make it impossible. So you just always have to tread carefully. This is an up-and-coming Gidor side with a sprinkling of very seasoned, experienced, couple of all-stars, you know, not to be taken lightly. And on any given day, as we all know, you know, a couple of balls into the edge of the square, slippy goal, a man sent off for a high tackle. There's a million things that can happen in sport. And you have to just roll with the punches and try to get out the far side. And ultimately, it won't matter to Gidor if they won by a point or ten points. And vice versa, same from a Neve Connell perspective. It's about one in the game, whatever way you can. Yeah. And Stephen, this year, you're a man for a goal in the final yourself. I don't want to go on two. That wasn't a good day for you, did he? I don't, I, I'm not, I'm just praising him. We'll leave it there, right? But. Is, is the feeling, Stephen, after all them goals that you've got, I, I just got the feeling, I guess, because, and you mentioned about the test of it, because there seemed to be a wee bit of experience in, in the, in the uh, Gidor side on how to keep the ball and how to work the game because we're a bit young. But in any given game, there's going to be a bit of to and fro. Was it important, I guess, that you've seen that element of it? Because there's one thing you're going to have to do against Neve Connor is be very assured on the ball and keep the ball. And, and you mentioned that, that wonder goal that you scored in that final, Cass. If you're looking at it for, for Godour, they're going to have to get a goal against Neve Con and probably keep a clean sheet to somehow, you know, tip the balance because Neve Con are going into this as, as huge favourites. They can't don't lose many goals, though, Brendan. They've, they've that kind of defensive structure that they will not lose the goal. John, you know, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big score. Godour can get them, I think, a big factor. It's Keen Mulligan not being there. I think Keane was a, Keane is a, always a goal threat. And I think he's a big, big factor on this. Probably going back to the trilogy. 
we're, we're probably we're, we're weaker, John. I know you're saying about a lot of new lads coming in. It's great. Let's see how they do in a county final. Some can maybe freeze. Some might go in with no fear. You're talking about Orm McFadden Ferry not there. Eamon Collum was a good sharpshooter back in those games when we won it in 18. And, and during, during the trilogy of the three games, Keane's a big loss. There is a few, young Nisha, remember we Nisha? We fly to break the lines. So, uh, Brendan, hey, listen, on any given day, a final's a final. Like, we, in the two we played against you, Brendan, we were underdogs. And it took two goals probably to shape you a bit, one in each game, and it rattled, rattled you. We, were, we weren't even in that county final. And it just rattled you, and you stopped playing, and you were in total control. I'd never seen it before. Whether we can do that to these guys, I'm not so sure. Yeah. A different machine. Kessa, the mine's still sitting down Bombay. Do you want to head off and try and get Key in? Where is he anyway? I think he's in Tokyo or Japan or somewhere. It's a bit of a trip, but you know, if you took a bit of extra fuel, go after him. Mio Carl, what's the update? I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think he'd be training at full tilt. He got a bad injury about six weeks ago, but he could, he could, he could feature. Yeah. Good man to have. Good man to bring in. Listen, I, I was so impressed with him. You know, funny from a neutral's perspective, every time I watch certain players like him, I always think Donegal, then in the background, I'm watching him carrying the ball in games, particularly not done no match. There's nobody else in the pitch could carry like him. And when you think of Neve Connell, you're going to have to have somebody with a bit of power that'll break the game lines. And that's going to be a key factor. And we'll talk about this more just after this break. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Welcome back, folks, to the DL Debate, the special championship preview here in Highland Motors Letterkenny at 20 past 7 on this glorious Monday evening. Lads, we were chatting ball, ball, ball. Just off uh, mic there, or off, off air there, John, I just mentioned about, we were talking about players coming back, you know, likes of uh, Ethan Hart in a brilliant semi-final uh, for Gidor. You look at your ability to take players out on top of everything else, particularly like Alton Doherty, Mark and Niall O'Donnell in a semi-final. If there's any, you know, dangers in that Gidor setup or players that need to be marked out, you just have the players to do that. And then in that structure... The team builds from that and goes forward. The game, we have to mention, 11 shots, 10 points. I mean, it was an absolute ruthless semi-final, which is the reason why everyone's looking to Neve Collins to, to win this match. Yeah, no, listen, we're blessed with, with quality defenders. There's no doubt about that. If, if You know, it's Alton had an exceptional game against Daniel Donnelly, really shut him down. And, you know, the old adage, you hammer the hammer, and, you know, the O'Donnells are mainstays within the... A good Glenty's men, I might add, that just happened to wander into easy, know, easy. units at the wrong time. But, um, you know, did a great job. You look at the other side, then you have Jason Campbell, who's having an amazing year as well. Mark Patrick McBrady the week before. So we, we have options when it comes to man marking. And then you add into that the, the, the system on top of that. And obviously, Ethan had, a, had an amazing semi-final. And I suppose the pressure's on him to step up again because, as Cass pointed out earlier on, maybe you don't have the level of sharpshooter that you had maybe in 18, in 18 or 19. And, but by the other side of the, the other side of the coin, we won a county semi-final with, with 10 shots on goals. It's not really I'm good. Right. Uh, and one wide. It's not really good enough either in the bigger picture so we, we'd be expecting more to maybe maybe more on the front foot and maybe create more because you're shooting a 90% you know conversion rate is incredible in any sport and there'll be days that you'll take those shots and they won't go for the bar and Neve Connell can't afford to 
you know, sit and let Gidor come on to them, get a couple of scores, and then hope that, you know, Jack and Kieran and the, and Anthony are going to kick these wonder scores again. Some days they, they just don't go over. Against St. Unions, they did. It was fantastic and they're very capable of doing that. So, I'd want to maybe see a bit more from them and, and, and coming out and trying to play a bit as well as maintaining their solid defensive structure as they, as they move forward. Yeah. And, and so, Stephen, is it all about the mindset for Gidor? If you look at it, Neve Connell's way of playing, is probably about breaking your ability to go into the game. I mean, you look at the many tight games they won down through the years, a point, two points. It's not by coincidence. If most teams are a point up or two points up, there's a pressure on them because if the other side gets a score, gets equaliser momentum, then Neve Connolly may as well be ten points up. They play that doesn't bother them. You see, in this mindset, and if you look at it probably the last two seasons, their county final last year, I thought they were streets ahead of St. Junins. They won by a point. The last day again, I thought Neve Connell could have destroyed St. Unions. They're happy enough just to sit and won. So really, that mindset for, for the 70-plus minutes of, of Guido's must be real controlled football to stay game, stay in the game. But really, in the back of their minds, they must be thinking, if Neve Connell are in the lead going down the stretch, we're in trouble. That's a very tough uh, proposition for this new team that, you know, the Manilius has got back into this final to, to get their head around on such a big day. Yeah, Brendan. Um, I would say a well-drilled machine. Well, 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 well-drilled machine. I noticed that when they were four points up in Unions, I thought the game was over. And next minute, Unions get back to one. They didn't panic. They didn't shoot from anywhere. They keep ball. Keep possession. They wait to get a scoring opportunity, or they wait to work those frees, and they get that second point, and then they just sit again. Very, very hard to play against. It seems as though they have a system that they must train together with us, John. They must plan this. They don't panic at any given time. I've never seen them ever panic ever. So I don't know how we'll go about it. My opinion would be, I was screaming. I think it was the second game of the trilogy, or maybe the third. We were two points up. And I was saying, and we kept going at them. And I was saying, hold it. Go back to your back line, hold it, keep the ball, get them out of their comfort zone. No, no, teams seemed to, unions, unions were two points up. Against a bit of a breeze, I mean, you spoke about this. Instead hey, of are you surprised at that, though, yes, that no one has ever said, why don't you just keep the ball for a while? I would keep it. And, and see what and happens. Try, try or or I was saying the last day, take, take Patton off. There's no point in Patton being on the pitch, particularly the last 20. Put on a player, like... Is, is there, are you surprised, John, that no one has ever tried to at least had a, had a, 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 there's no point in doing something else because Neve Connell are going to beat you otherwise? Well, I, I can't remember the exact year that we, Neve Connell played Kilcarra Peter a bit better, you know, and it, I don't know what the score was. It was like 2-1. It felt like 2-1. It felt like, like my life flashed before my eyes. It was, it was, uh, it was 17. 17. Absolutely. So Kilcarra did try that. And to be fair, both teams were nearly asked to leave the county after it, <laughs> you know, and rightly so. Rightly so. You know, but it's 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 very very hard because Neve Connell can do this and get away with it because they're successful. And Martin Regan is an exceptional manager with an exceptional track record. If you're in St. Unions or you're in Gidor, and now Francie's not, you know, afraid of pulling everybody in the bus behind the balls, so would not bother Francie too much. Yeah. But most teams find it difficult to have enough confidence within themselves from a management perspective and even from a club or player perspective just to go, okay, we'll just keep the ball. No matter how the crowd's reacting, we'll just keep the ball and we'll throw it around. It's a very, very hard thing to do. Neve Connell can get away with it because they've, they've ones in the bank 
and as a club and as a town we've bought into it and you know that they're part of the community and they're nearly an identity of the community to a certain extent so interestingly Neve Connell supporters will get as much joy out of stripping the ball and turning the ball over and breaking out of defence than they will for, to watch Kieran Thompson kick a point yeah. and that's ultimately what it comes down to that's what it comes down to John Gilday Stephen Casty thank you so much for your help we have a break coming up and after that we're going to hear from the two chairmen involved in the game. John, thanks so much. I know you're not feeling the best after Paris. I'm not feeling the best myself. Hey, Kieran Brogan has a wee potion for us waiting and says to Sarah's down there if you want to come down after. I don't know if that'll help us or not, but sure, <laughs> we'll try. Thanks very much. Welcome back to Highland Motors here for the special championship preview. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Don Gallagher, chairman of Gidor, and Peter McKelvey. Peter, I can't read my own writing there. I was scribbling there, <laughs> coming in. Uh, such a famous name around Neve Connell, the McKelvey name. Uh, uh, Peter, listen, I, I know you've had a massive time with the club over the years between playing and involvement, of course, refereeing. Uh, uh, the, I suppose between the infrastructure at the club and everything that's happening. It's a phenomenal time for Neve Connell. Yeah, we've had uh, 17 or 18 good years now, right now. But it took it took it was a hard struggle to get to that uh, position. But I think it, it all boils down to our underage structure that we have, and we still have it. Just a lot of hard work, and and that's what brings us where we are. Yeah, it's interesting we're seeing that happening in four masters now. They basically went back to basics, and people talk a lot about underage, uh, Peter, and bringing bringing sides through, and how many players come through. But it has to be, I suppose, coherent the whole way up. And that's something that the club, there seems to be a real total club focus. Not just the club, but the town. You know, I was looking at, do you know why sometimes you see the Christmas lights still up in businesses around the, the county? You could nearly leave the blue and white uh, bunting up around Neve Connell and Fintown because you're there every year. Yeah, well, it's up fairly often, all right, yeah. But that'll, that, that can always change, as John said earlier, that can change too. So we're, we're making the best of what we have at the moment. And uh, yeah, the, even this year, the board is just as important as it was. Ten years ago, you know. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. And, and Donald, listen, I've never been a place to get over for, for names and the funniest names in the world. Donald Gallagher, but really Daniel Rua is how everybody would know you, Daniel. Of course, club stalwart, Stephen mentioned an old final back there. I don't want to go into that as well. But now you've ended up club chairman. Did you think you were going to get this position from your playing days? Uh, not really, no. Uh, at the time we were playing, it was just playing and enjoyment out of everything. But a lot of players then go on and do take up roles in the club, which is also a good thing, having the involvement of, of, of and having the interest in the club yeah. that, that keeps things going, you know. Yeah. So. Of course, every time I'm in John Oates and down in Mickey's, I have to look at these pictures, hey, every time I go out for a pad cash and I'm like, oh, here we go again, hoping nobody mentions those old finals. But, but great times, though, I suppose. No more than I said to Stephen uh, this season, there was a lot of talk about immigration and people going away and, uh, you know, five, six players left and then Keane left and, and Dara Bui left. And of course, did you pull Dara back early? Was that, was that what happened? Uh, uh, how, how did this woman uh, take to that? I don't know. She's still away yet. You need to ask her that question, <laughs> I think. But uh, it, was, it was nice to see him back without a doubt. And I think he's really, really helped the, the team along the way in the last couple of games. He's played very, very well for us. Yeah. Uh, Keane has been a huge loss, no doubt about it. But there's still young players there. We competed on the 21 last year. We won it. A few of them boys come through this year, so it's, it's all about trying to keep the conveyor belt going on all the time. Yeah, and, and that conveyor belt, lads, because I, I know your two clubs very well, obviously, and you just you, you get a real sense of Dave Conlon, Gidor, that the club is really at the heart 
of the community, you know. I travel all around Ulster with my job and that, and when you go into a place and you know the GA team nearly represents the place, you know, you go into different towns in Donegal and they're not chatting GA all the time, they're not talking football, but you get that when you go into Glenties or Fintown or wherever, football's number one, Peter, and that all transpires through because you're on about underage and then into seniors, everyone's thinking football, football, football. If you have a, a young fella or a young girl and she can play or get involved, she's there or he's there. We don't have much else to talk about in dancers, only football. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> the, uh, the football and the weather are the two things we just mostly discuss. You have Jim McGuinness to talk about now again. Well, we have now again, but that, uh, we didn't have Amber a while either. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it does mean a lot to the parish. Big, big amount to the parish now, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that underdogs tag, uh, you know, that uh, the lads was mentioning there, is that something that you, and I remember chatting to Shashev McKelvey after that final that Unions won a couple of seasons ago, and I, I and talking about the systems again, it goes a wee bit against what I was saying, the routine and the, the normal leave calm performance wasn't seen that day. Now, we've seen it now the last couple of seasons. Is that the only fear uh, from you as a chairman going in that you could have some kind of drop in performance? Because if you look at it, if Neil Connell stick to how they've been playing all year, don't forget they've put away Kilkar as well. You know, brilliant second half against them, really routed them and really controlled St. Unions. Is it a feeling where, lads, do your jobs and we have another title in the bag? Well, there's no title in the bag until there's one. Anyway, that's for sure, and Gidoran makes sure about that. But, yeah, there's there a confidence about them at the moment that they do feel they can win games. And as John alluded to there, they don't panic either. They stick to their guns, and it's working for them. Now, anything can happen. A, a mistake one way or another can change a game. We know that. And especially the way Gantys play, because they never won games by big amounts. So one goal near the end can turn the tide. But they are confident. And they play with a confidence, and they play for one another. There's nobody leading the, the bunch. They just play for one another. And they're all, we are always hoping if a man has, a, has a, an off day that somebody else will have a twice as good, you know. So that's what you're, you're banking on. And, and so, Daniel, that continuity that Martin Regan has bought in, like that is another huge, big, uh, I suppose, thing that Gidor have to get over. Is, is, is how they play the game and how they stick to the system. Now, John Harn came out at half time and they ruin, uh, shouted at a few of the St. Junior's players. You're, you're not going to do that at half time, are you? No, I'll leave it up to the management. That's, that's what they're for. So, um, <laughs> Maybe no, you needed to come out at the semi final as well. <laughs> well, that, that, that happens. That's passion. That, yeah, that, that's what it is. It is. Listen, we all know John yeah, well. Yeah. In many ways, you know, people can look at that two ways. But you know, I think when you, when you when you know your team's not playing well, yeah. you know you, you want to get involved. But listen, that, that yeah, we'll, we'll hold back. We'll watch it from the stands, I think, and um, <laughs> we'll, we won't get too involved in things like that. But it's it's listen, it's on the day. That's how football is. Yeah, whoever performs, whoever turns up, small, uh, maybe a sending off, a ref decision, things can go against you, things can go for you. And so, it, it, hopefully it's a good open game. Don't, that's, uh, after that, you know, obviously that epic Ulster won and the final the next year, is this in many ways a bit of a stepping stone to pull us back up? You know, whatever happens at the weekend, it's, it's been a massive, I suppose, plus in terms of these lads having this experience, some of the younger players in, that they're back at, at the pinnacle of, of Donegal Club football. Ah, yeah, it's nice, it's nice to be at the top table. That's where you want to be all the time. Um, we've had 
quite a number of good groups coming through, maybe not continuously all the time, but there has been e excellent groups coming through with that 18 side. You had quite a few older lads with Neil and Eamon and uh, Oren and a few of them. Um, then you had the second group then with Kieran Gillespie at the time and um, Niall Freel and you know that Norm McFadden Ferry and that group and they, they blended well together at that time. We had a good structure in place that time too. We had Michael and coaching us and he, he was a big help to the club at the time now there's no doubt about that. Is yeah. Kieran is Kieran an option? I know he played against our draw, you know, obviously terrible luck with injuries. And that's another thing, I suppose Donald, from that brilliant team, the amount of kind of uh, obstacles between players immigrating and the likes of him and, and, and big Gavin picking up an injury as well. It's been a tough, tough time for, for, for McNeilys to, to I suppose he should have a better squad to play with at the minute, but there's been a lot of things working against him which makes this final even more impressive that they've got there. It is, yeah, but you had the backup of the 21s last year coming through too. There's about five or six excellent players on that side and a lot of them are still on the 21 this year again. So that's a plus for the club as well. Um, but We'll see what happens on the day. We're we'll right. see what happens on the day. You we agree with that? We certainly will, yes. We certainly will. Peter, Peter McElvey and indeed uh, Don Rua. All the best, lads. Thanks very much. Okay, Thank you. Thank you. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Yes, welcome back to the DL Debate for the final panel of the season. It's the two mathematical and tactical masterminds that are Brenda Gilcoyne and Gary, the Pep Guardiola of the Glen, McDade. How are you, lads? All good to be. Thanks, Brenda. There's no Just more talk about the 2006 final. <laughs> no, no, no. And before, I, I want to get your opinion and your previews on the final as well. Just be careful because uh, Daniel Rear brought a few. I see Eamon O'Boy there and uh, Donald Boner and, and John Bosco. We better be careful. We're a bit outnumbered here with a Gidor crew. But listen, we'll keep it all right. Before we get to that, lads, fascinated to know what you've made of, of two brilliant uh, junior and intermediate finals from the weekend. First of all, Narasa. Uh, Gary, uh, as soon as Declan Bonner took this job, we were thinking there's one thing on his mind that's won the title. They did that, but uh, it wasn't easy. But in, in, in many ways, Maval unlucky moments in the game where they possibly could have won that match. Yeah, Bren, really, really good game. I enjoyed it. It was. I loved both teams. Nearly every kick out was long, and everyone was contested, and it was actually a very fast game for junior football. The quality of the, the ball was good. Probably Narasa had more players comfortable in the ball than Mo than Movil had. Movil battled right to the end. Um, you know, Movil led for most of the second half, and Narasa, even though they were behind, I was watching it. I was like, it nearly reminded you of Glenthes. They never really panicked. You know, they kind of were in, still in the game, not fully controlling it, but knew that they had something there going down the home straight and they showed that and if you look at the results during the year they, they did that a lot during the year going, going down the home straight and like it's like the old dogs for the hard road because they certainly were like you know and even though they some of those older players like you have to commend them they were in terrific shape like they yeah. were lean there was no one carrying any weight and well from what i heard from chatting to a few of the supporters um at, at the game at half time and at the commitment that some of them boys like there's boys there's a few of them flying home from england every weekend for is that, is that something that Declan Boner brings to it? Is that something that has influence? Because he's he's going to be thinking that like a county setup. 
Yeah, well, I suppose it was a survival setup for for Narasa, you know, because if they didn't get those lads home, they weren't going to have enough players to, to field now. And seeing that, I think they had 34 players named in the program at, at the weekend, so it was fantastic to see that. But, you know, they they struggled for a long time, for years there, to make sure they had 15 and fair play them. They kept the show on the road, you know, and I was laughing, you know, there was a few jealous supporters there at the weekend. They were calling them the, the United Nations, so they were. They had boys in from it. Everywhere that they reckon, but listen, you got to hand it to them. You got to do what you got to do to win a championship. Yeah, well, I think Sweeney and Hanlon, they, they played. But Sweeney's on the maybe on the Narasa side. Hanlon had played underage. There's a story there, you know. I suppose behind it, Brendan. If you look at the game coming down to it, the it was big. Dever went through one on one with the keeper. He blazed the ball over the bar. I think uh, Mavell were a point up at that stage. Uh, that would have given them you know, an extra uh, a three. He put the ball over the bar, obviously. Uh, but that, that goal went in because the, it, it, it takes Johnny Quigg the last day. I mean, the story of, of himself and Pat McLaughlin taking the job was <laughs> two soccer men, you know, and Quiggy never coached the team in his life. Isn't it amazing? When you think of Declan Bonner and all he's been through and the coaching that you have <laughs> Quiggy in there, who, who himself says, I know I'm at the Gaelic, you know. <laughs> but, but he goes, I know how to get a team fit and, and move the ball. It's remarkable that they were there. And I, I felt that Mavell were a front foot type attacking team. They ended up sitting, and I don't think it suited them, Brent, on that one point. That said, you were going on the injury team nearly. They were that point up. But just as Gary was saying, the wee bit of know-how, you know, particularly with Exos and Caulfield and McHugh at 11, they just maybe had a couple of extra players that were going to open them up. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you mentioned Oshin Caulfield. I thought it was for, particularly when the game was in the Melton Park the last 10 minutes kind of thing. It was Oshin that was carrying, really carrying the game to Moville. Moville put up a great performance, a really enjoyable game to watch, so it was. But they just had that bit extra quality at that stage. So I thought young Killian Bonner had a really good game too for Narasi inside, kicked a, love, a couple of lovely wee points kind of thing. But it was Ashing Caulfield to me that was driving force when it was needed. And in finals, you need bodies to stand up. You need heroes to stand up. And, you know, Narasa had them and that bit of know-how, that bit of noose just in the last Yeah, you would know Ashing. Very uh, mature head. Brian, yeah. as soon as he got the ball, it was as if he was controlled. You know, we keep talking about the Neve Collin players. He was probably playing like a like a Leo McLean or a, you know a, a Thompson when he was on the ball for such a young lad. Yeah, definitely, he showed a lot of maturity. He showed maturity way beyond his years because he's only 19, like you know. So he really showed maturity beyond his years and um, really contributed. But it was a good team effort. It was an all-round team. They defended well, and then when the game was there to be won, as I say, Brendan, they had enough in the tank to go, to go out and win. And, and the block of of Melly's there. Fantastic, yeah, Brendan. <laughs> That, that, yeah, you yeah. know, th th those things win yeah. games. We always mm -hmm. have to, we're always yeah. looking to the points, but he basically yeah. saved the score, which could be the difference. Hats off to them. They're going into Ulster now to, to represent the Donegal for Manor Champions. Uh, they're, they're playing, um, uh, Gary. Gary, Downans, what a, what a story this is for Downans. You know, junior championship a couple of seasons ago, you know, a lot of people would say, you know, possible, give intermediate a rattle. No one's thinking they've won it. Here they are. Champions, you know, and 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 a Malin team that some people had a bit of a fancy for Malin going into this game, but Downing's champions. Yeah, listen, and probably deservedly so. Really good game again. I enjoyed it. You know, it was tight. Um, it was kind of nearly the Johnny McGrady show against the Christy McLaughlin show. Like Christy was outstanding for Malin at wing forward, so he was and really carried the fight for them. But. Johnny, you know, we just give an exhibition. You'd be proud of it yourself, of place ball kicking. So we did. I think he had five from freezing, one from play. And, you know, from talking to the locals down there in Downings, he, 
you get out what you put in, and he's one man. They say that you'll always see down at the pitch, kicking phrase. You know when he, he 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 lives up to that name, and he showed it for Donegal minors and under under twenty as well. And of course, last year a brilliant game against Kerry in the national league. Got two points, and uh, in that game, and had a good McKenna Cup game for them. Like where they've come from. 2018, they were in Division 4, and as you said, then they won the junior two two years ago. So in five years, they went from Division 4 to Division 1, maintained their status in Division 1, won the junior two years ago, went to an Ulster final, got beat by the Cavan team, Den, who, and now they play the Cavan winners again, so they do now in Ulster. But interestingly, you know, from talking to some of the boys afterwards, I think it was, they said it was, you know, that yesterday, Brendan, was their 53rd week training. Yes. That's intermediate football. So it is. So and that's so, SP training as well. And that, that's the level you're going to be running. You know, there. <laughs> you know that's the level that you probably have to go to. You know, if you want to one, you know, when Downings are lucky. You know, from talking to a lot of the locals down there, and that you know, they have a really invested group of players who want football. Downings in the past would have been maybe known as the holiday town, the seasonal town, and been very hard to get players out in the summer. We work and parties not going on. This group seems different. They seem they're about football, so they are. Um, they love football. Like they've even got the extremes. I heard that each player invested in his own GPS. You know, like uh, there's nobody else. I'm pretty sure at intermediate football. There's a lot of senior clubs wouldn't have their own GPS. They went and each player individually invested in their own GPS to make sure they had that to get the most of themselves. The they're, the club are lucky. They have a group of players blessed who are dedicated to football and dedicated to. They the don't G play a lot of soccer, is what you're saying. Well, listen, I don't know uh, the ins and outs of that there, but um, listen, you, you, you got to admire them. And I'm always a firm believer, you get out what you put in. They, they've invested heavily and they got the rewards. Huge year for Michael uh, Byrne. No, you know, fantastic lad, uh, uh, Bren, you know. And Malin, I suppose they were seniors club for so long. There's been no doubting they'll have learned a lot from this season, Bren. They'll be back next year straight away. You would put them in as, as one of the favourites to come back and and get back into that final. Oh, you will, definitely. And you look at the crowd they brought to O'Donnell Park yesterday, like those great colour and noise and everything from them. So they're definitely going in the right direction. But I suppose the key with a lot of that is keeping that team together and getting more of these young fellas through. You know, the two O'Neills that were playing for them yesterday, Connor and Sean O'Neill, played really well. Like, But they're young fellas, and it's about building on where they were, of course. Christy Fildara was the man, like he put in a really top-class performance. But if you look, if you look I, I felt Lorton Connor really played a big part in this Downing's win yes sir particularly later on in the McGrady, game again. Are, they, are they county players Brendan that, that you think could do something for Donegal oh listen they're, they're probably worth having a look at Brendan like it's a different I don't think it's fair to kind of look at a guy in an intermediate final and say listen he should be playing for the county you have to bring them in look at them and test them at that level but um, the, the two of them like Johnny was faultless on the, on the freeze and Lorcan again I spoke about Ashing Caulfield when the game was in the melting pot Lorcan, I think he got he got close line three times down the far sideline yeah. and laid on in the game, and he was determined to get on the ball to make something happen. And they're the difference, they're the margins that win it kind of thing. But was it number seventeen, Alan Pasoma, who came in and started too, had a really good game for Downey, yeah. so he had. And they'll miss this McGuinness uh, training camp, though. Anybody that's still involved. This ultimate hell week that's coming up. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to go on that hall this summer. <laughs> and I'm also glad there was no GPS <laughs> things around when you were playing either to me. I don't think your figures would be too good. <laughs> I used to just hang about the 21. I know. Kick it on free. Yeah, that, that's where it went. But now, listen, Brendan and Bally Hayes, who they're playing in mm. the next team, I have two big customers up there. And so me and Kevin 
Cookie be good mates, you know, I'll be coming up following them for the lies in the coming week. I can only imagine that's Terry Highland. Interestingly, they beat Ben in the final in the cabin final yesterday who yeah. beat Downey's in the junior that, that Ulster final there a few years ago. Yeah. Hey, they, were, they were a cracking good side yeah, as well. Yeah, they are a good side, yeah. But lads, that's that. Uh, read up. I'm fascinated to get your views, lads, on this final. And Gary, the tactician that you are, how do Gador break down this Neve Connell defence. What is the conundrum? What would be your plan going into this final for Guidor? You know, looking at Guidor's semi-final, I thought Gavin McBride was instrumental in the first 10 minutes. So he was, they were using him a lot. There was an extra player for McCool's to mark. When he went off, he went off injured. Now, hopefully for their sake, he'll be back for the final because it means he, he's a big man to mark. It means you have the likes of him you have Eamon McGee and Ethan Harkin, all three men who are over well over six foot, all three men who are not easy pushed to the ball. To me, you know, they like have a triple threat up there. Eamon's probably doing something that very few players in club football are doing. He's showing hard into the D. They managed to clear the D a lot for him. He gets in, gets that wee pop ball into him, lays it off like he, he plays to his strengths. So he, does. he brings a lot of players into the game. I think they have to really try and get a a massive intensive start almost like the the French game la- last night so they're starting the first half they have to come guns blazing at the start they have to get ahead in this game and the three boys I think inside are key to that there and they have to pummel them with ball and I think they nearly have to make peace that they're not going to win every ball that goes in you know I, I'm really looking forward to that battle because when you think of it you have AJ Jason and Alton will probably be the three boys picking them up inside. So it's going to be, I think it could be a massive battle inside. Steve McFadden, who was a man who came in for him then, I think he has to start. You know, he was, he was brilliant the last day. They need their best team on from the start. They can't wait and hold anyone. I think they need to go hell for leather start. And whatever's in me, Hill Carroll, I think he could be the ace in the pack. So he could, if there's only half an hour in him, I would get him in the first half hour because he's probably, he is a player, he's, that football probably comes natural to people say football is a game that you work at it comes natural to me he'll carry it every, every time I've seen him to play you know and from what I hear he's working hard you know on his own down there the last fortnight county finals don't come around very often um, you know and you, have, from and you have to grab it when the opportunities arise you know the Glenty's kick out if you look at it if you look at the county final last year and you look at the semi-final this year Steve McGrath, long, down the middle. Um, Charlie comes out. They have Leo there. They have Kieran Thompson there. They have, then it's always head into that area. Always. And then coming, coming off for the breaking ball, then you have Jack McKelvey, um, we, Owen, Doherty, and Ethan all. They're probably the three quickest players they have. And that's, this is done, this is done on purpose. They come at speed and they really hurt Unions on that in the last day. And probably, you know, no, no one Francie and, and Ronan as well, you know, they're going to be looking hard at that there because that is their go-to kick out all the time. And it's up to Guidoor to build a wall somewhere around that there, men in the middle, and to stop them. To me, they have to stop Jack McKelvey. So they have to, they have to, have to man mark him. They have to man, man mark Kieran Thompson. You know, Jack McKelvey, Unions did a brilliant job in the game. Glenty team and Doherty went on and marked him out of the game. In the second game, they changed that. They didn't start him and Doherty. And Jack McKelvey was instrumental. Two points in the game. He, yes. he is huge along with Kieran Thompson. He has the ability to run the game and turn the game for Neve Connell's out. So they have to man mark the two, the two of those. They, we do to me, have to outrun them. We're talking about GPS there. I think, you know, 
they probably have a younger age bracket in them. You know, I talked there about the three young lads, the boys with a real athletic ability for Nave Connell. They are the athletic ability. Probably if you look at Guidor, they probably have more athletic ability in the team, but they have to show that at the weekend. They have to outrun them. Their GPS has to be red hot. Yeah, so it has to be it has, has to be blown out of the water. Like it's the only way they're going to come in here and, and get over the line. If they don't, you know, do that, do that there. The likes of Nile Freel have been really impressed with young Michael rotating wing back this year. That's two wing backs who are quality, and they have the ability. They have two boys who can blow their GPS red hot. They have to get up that line time after time because and both of them are good ball players. So, so they have you know, they're the lads that they have to look to. And to me, you know. That's what they have to do about, you know, I talked about Lausanne with you the last time, about Nave Collins, Nave Collins team, in my mind. I said, well, you know, possibly the greatest have come out of Donegal, and a lot of people disagreed with it at the time, but I would, I would still stand people by People disagree with you, Gary. I, you I, 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 don't, I don't get that at all. Brennan, listen, great points from Gary there. Ethan O'Donnell, of course, didn't look like he was going full tilt. He had a bit of an injury. He'll have a couple of weeks rest uh, back in this as well. Gary just mentioned there the conundrum for uh, uh, Guidor is Gary's on, but they have to go in front. What if they don't? And even if they do, it's not going to bother Neve Connell other if they do go in front because they'll just keep playing the same system. So the whole mindset on this full match is about Guidor being confident enough to stay in the game against this machine like Neve Connell team. Absolutely, Brendan. And like you look at Neve Connell, they went four or five down against Kilcar, they went down again against Unions, and they were down six points, I think, by the game, at the game over in uh, Davy Brennan Park. So that won't phase them overly phase them either. They can deal with these situations within a game. I felt the one time that Nave Connell was suspect this year was that first half against St. Unions when Unions ran at them hard from deep when they turned them over inside their own 45-65 and ran at them hard they caused endless problems for Nave Connell coming from them areas uh, so and, and Gidor have the players to do that you mentioned Michal Rorty Niall Freil very underrated player like never has a bad game for Gidor always looking to get up the field to create and then you have of course Oren the master if, if Oren McNeilis comes out and puts in a big performance and you get a big performance from the Gigor, Gigor, Gidor lads, you know, they're, they're a different animal come a final. They're just, we know that from experience, Brendan, and they're well capable of really putting it up to this Nave Connell team. And I'd say that they're quietly confident down there preparing for the game this year. They didn't expect to be, I'd say, where they are as, you know, they, they, it may, it may, they may have surpassed their expectations as in relation to that. But it promised to be a great final, so it does. And, you know, Nave Connell are going to be hot favourites for a reason. Maybe, no? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Dave Connell are going to be hot favourites for a reason, but Guidor in a final. Guidor in a final. Who are you tipping? Uh, listen, for, for all reasons known, you have to go with Nave Connell. You have to favour them because of what we've seen, because of what we've known. They've taken out Kilcar in a quarter final, St. Junins in a final. This so-called top big four, can they take out three of the big four? That's the question, Brendan. Are you alone with that, Gary? Yeah, listen, I'll go with that there. Same thing. Like, it's a lot. Finals gone live for the Rowan. It's a lot for Guido or so it is. It's a lot of things have to come right. And maybe it's too much has to come right. As I said, probably the greatest team's ever come out of Donegal. So I'm not going to go against them now. Well, there you have it, lads. That's the final two experts of this evening. And I want to thank them for wrapping things up. Of course, uh, Daniel Rua 
and Peter McKelvin, of course, Stephen Cassidy and John Gilday on previous. I want to thank everybody from contributing. Lawrence, thanks very much here at Highland Motors for looking after us. Head of Sport, Ocean Kelly, who's my boss here this evening. Joe Dix, as ever, producing the show. We're going to speak to you all next week. We'll see who's beholden the Dr. McGuire, and who knows? We may get another trilogy. We'll be all back here again. We'll see what happens. That's all for DL Debate this evening. Stay tuned for the excellent Monday night sessions. I'll speak to you all next week. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend.